welcome to the Gamers for Life podcast, where each and every Friday, so Saturday, last Sunday, discussing all things games. I'm one of your hosts, Jarrell. With me is my resilient, uh, tired fellow, Arthur Thomas. How you doing? Doing good. It's <laughs> cold weather, man. Cold weather is easy to nap in. It's getting nice and cozy. Yeah. And it just... is napping season. It is officially napping season for real, so I, I understand. Just I'm still trying to figure out how my thermostat works. Dude, spoiler, I'm not used to using a fucking, uh, you know, built-in heat system in my, where i live so oh yeah <laughs> so i'm like what's warm i don't fucking know um so i'm trying, I'm trying to try and gauge it. i think right now i have it like at 62 something like that oh, I don't okay know. is that warm out there that's the only we have because you're like up to negative 20 and all that shit so that's pretty warm comparatively right for y'all yeah yeah right now it's like in low 30s uh or actually no it's sun to just set so it might be in the high 20s um, I just, I just came from outside, but if I'd been like indoors, like all day today, I want to be wearing all this. I'll just be adapted to this. If I just came from doing the errand outdoors, I'm like, I want to warm up. So I made some tea. Yeah. There's little things that pick it up. It's like, I, I'm starting to get all the dad jokes of like, don't touch the thermostat. If you're cold, just, you know, fucking, you know, <laughs> put layers or cause like, dude, temperature is weird, man. Like 30, okay. 30 degrees two weeks ago cloudy and windy fucking freezing like i'll set up my sister hang christmas lights um f- freezing last week 30 degrees no clouds full sun no wind i was like sweating <laughs> oh, wow. yeah wind and clouds are the biggest thing and it was pretty windy today to- today but then same thing like same thing for like in, in here with my thermostat you know i'll be like i'll coming into the sh- i'm coming into the shower like oh fuck I'm fucking cold and I should maybe I should get my thermostat I don't know I'll tilt it you know I'll tweak it a little bit then I'll come out of a warm shower and then I'm, and then eat an oatmeal and I'm like dude I want to crank the AC I'm fucking hot <laughs> so yeah like little things yeah. I try to figure out it's like you know Victor's visiting soon so if he gets the whole I'm cold eat some oatmeal plant some socks or make some tea it's just <laughs> Like the old days. <laughs> yeah, because it's easier than that to just figure out, you know, tweaking the thermostat. Plus, because I have the old school one, I have the old school data. I don't have, you know, like a nest where you can just like smart executive. Like, I want it to be 62.67. No, oh, you it's like. the dial and shit, right? Yeah. Yeah, I have the dial and it marks only every five. So it's like, I think this is like 60, 62. I don't know. <laughs> yeah that's funny too yeah and then you know obviously when it comes to the cost you know during this time you know there's usually a surge you know like in everyone's electric bill um on the opposite end of the spectrum so another reason as far as don't just thermostat <laughs> yeah you know? yeah that's i'm doing this right now it's like am i was like am i cold from one walking outside yes um but honestly by the time by, by the time we're done recording after being you know after wearing something plus some tea i'll be fine there you go. There you go. Well, if you are watching this, uh, hello, uh, be sure to like, subscribe here on the channel, um, on the YouTube channel, the gamers for life, the number four life. That is where Arthur also does the streams for gamers for life. It'll be a nice uh, time this year. Curious to see what you'll stream for this uh, holiday season. Very curious. I mean, obviously it's going to depend on what's on game pass, right? <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, it's like, there's a cool game. Cool. My first question is be on game pass. I don't know. Yeah. Um, a little bit of a coin if I might stream this weekend either Doom or Finish Remnant 2 because, you know, because um, I started 
I started playing Doom because Doom Doom Eternal just been on my to do list forever, and they had that unicorn uh aesthetic bundle on sale for like a buck 25 so i was like yep oh nice and it, and whatever you're wearing shows up in the cutscene. so it's just hilarious that my doom slayer is like you know pink pretty unicorn <laughs> in these fucking cutscenes. nice very nice hey and shout out to you too because um we were we're net we've re- we've received we've gotten more subscribers because of your streaming we've got like eight more subscribers since like our deadlock of you know when we were doing this shit for real and like uploading like every fucking time the videos and stuff so shout out to you on the on the streams man they're slowly but surely building up uh and then i just have to figure some other like hashtag algorithm bullshit just so we can uh kind of dive into that lane if you will that particular freeway of algorithms but yeah shout out to you on the streaming man it's, it's making a difference I can thanks i can treat my shirt off you can do like hashtag nuts <laughs> or some shit um hashtag only fans we don't really we don't tweak want... the, really tweak the algorithm hashtag link in the bio <laughs> we, don't, we don't want those type of uh, uh recommendations but yeah I'll i mean definitely the likes go stream. on it's like show me your feet <laughs> show me your feet that's like crazy jesus um i mean i don't know i don't know what those type of people say drill i would know well i would those, that's that's what I've, been, I've I've heard. Those are that's what I've heard. So I've heard, right? So like I said, like and subscribe. <laughs> like channel. and subscribe. Feet picks may be coming soon. You don't know. <laughs> um, and then obviously, if you prefer to listen to the episodes, uh, you can listen to the podcast of your choice or the application of your choice. Excuse me. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram as well uh, at the Game for Life podcast. Uh, and uh, anything else Gamers for Life oriented, you can just go to linktree.com forward slash Gamers for Life. That's the one-stop shop link to all things for the show. And uh, here at the Gamers for Life podcast, we read the news while you can watch or listen to what you choose by clicking on the links of the time code within the description of the episode so you know you can go to what you want to listen to or uh, whatnot, or you can just hang out with us here at the Gamers for Life podcast. Uh, and there's a, you know, it's funny. Originally, I didn't know if there was going to be a whole lot of stuff here on the show, but lo and behold, there's actually a good amount of stuff to discuss. I always forget about the stuff that we share and talk about throughout the week. Um, and which is leading to kind of, uh, where we're at here for the show. Funny thing is too, you know, one of the things on Game of Show Life, we do have a TikTok as well. I need, I don't know if I added the extra TikTok to that link tree link. I might have to do that after the show, but nevertheless, has homework. I have homework. Yes, I do. Uh, but after, but on the TikTok, you know, it's funny that it's, it's definitely a, um, it's reminiscent of the internet where like people are so much tougher in the internet than they are in real life because people were just going at it on our TikTok, the recent one talking about the mortal Kombat dlc and you know you were you were you were passionately describing your case pleading your case about how effed up it is in so many comments people are just like this like this seems overreactive like they've done this before more Kombat nine or some shit and all this other jargon barlarky and um you know and i was just like you know and, and i was just like you know like to, to be fair like we always see into the future anyway when it comes to this stuff you know like we don't just think about the now we're, we're we've said things that have come to fruition you know obviously a lot of people that comment they don't fucking know that because they don't know anything but uh we've said things before that have come to fruition and this recent article which is the top of the show because i want to 
show these fuckers to shut the fuck up. Uh, Warner Brothers responds to Mortal Kombat 1. Uh, $10 fatality backlash with two free fatalities. Um, according to Ed Boone. Uh, so I wanted to read off this. And then also, obviously, shout out to you, Arthur, for pleading your case. As I feel like this article... Um, you know, just kind of proves that yeah, you weren't the only one who had an issue with this. Um, all, all, all I'm saying, all I'm saying is, to do this is if I wasn't wrong, and I had nothing to get angry for, then why would Ed Boo need a prompt a response? Just say, fair enough. Not true. If it's not worth getting upset upset about, then it should be worth having Ed Boo make have a response about. Right, and we shouldn't have too free for fatalities. Right, again, you're not the only one proving this. Um, so let me read a little bit of this. Uh, so it says here in the, uh, the sub, uh, comment here, we appreciate your feedback or, um, blurb or what have you. Um, it says here to continue on Warner brothers is giving Mortal Kombat one players who bought the controversial $10 Halloween fatality to free fatalities admits a ferocious backlash over the fighting games, aggressive monetization. Mortal Kombat 1 publisher Warner Brothers games and developer Netherrealm were heavily criticized in October 2023 for selling a Halloween fatality for 12,000 Dragon Crystals, 250 which is can be bought for $10. Um, now, as of Mortal Kombat 1's first DLC character, Omni-Man goes live. We have word that a seas- that seasonal fatality bundle will be sold for next week. This includes the aforementioned Halloween fatality as well as the Thanksgiving fatality and an upcoming winter fatality. Warner Brothers is set to announce the price for that bundle which is expected to be around $30. Uh, it says, and here's a key point, for those who bought the fatality for the Halloween one, they will have access to the bundle at no extra cost. It says here in quote, we appreciate your feedback and all of everything. Uh, Mortal Kombat 1 reads the statement. Um... Let's see anything else here. Uh, okay, let's read this. As you'd expect, this makes good. Uh, this makes good for done little to dampen the community anger over the fact that Mortal Kombat One sells fatalities in the first place. Although some believe it's a step in the right direction, there is a general sense of negativity around Mortal Kombat One, with many players saying the freemium style monetization has no place in a game people paid seventy dollars for. Uh, there's one tweet here that says it's almost as if complaining and holding them accountable made them give us more content for $12 for the $12 that was paid for something. Yeehaw. Or <laughs> it has like a happy face with a hat on it. Um, let's see. Yeah. And then this person, and then, uh, the, this moral comment one, it, it, they replied with, uh, the Thanksgiving, uh, free of cost. So as Warner Brothers said that Mortal Kombat 1 has sold over 3 million copies since it went on sale, although the sales of the game appear to be down compared to its predecessor, Mortal Kombat 11, across Europe. If you're playing, check out Mortal Kombat 1's blah, blah, blah. And uh, that is my end quote there. Well, well, well. You know, it's it's interesting, too, because... I guess I'll, I'll I'll share my thoughts on this since you you uh you know you went all at this from the original quote here, but I think I think a lot of people are they kind of forget like the notion of how far can a company go before someone has the right to complain? Because I always hear, well, you don't have to buy it, but you don't have to buy it. 
but you don't have to buy it. And I feel like those are people that one, you know, they'll just buy whatever the fuck they want from a capitalization standpoint. But I feel like they're either that or they're from a newer generation where they're just used to buying shit. Right. So like we're used to games coming out and they work at launch, right? They work at launch and you don't have to buy DLC for them and they're just quality games and that's it. There's no in, if, and, or buts. And it was before the monetization point. And I do understand we are in a new time. Everybody streams stuff. No one wants to pay $70 anymore. Like, and if people do pay $70, like if people do pay $70, they want something else in return or what have you. Like the, the cost of games uh, through streaming, like, you know, there something has to give. You know what I mean? So I understand the notion of, companies wanting to charge basically because people aren't paying for games like they used to so you have so these people have to make money some way that's why dlc was included represented in the first place not just additional attachments to the game but also hey how else can we make money in this environment um you know because people aren't paying you know like the full 60 bucks like they used to for the majority of games um so i get it right i get it but i think there's also a point of people always have the right to complain about something for the you know when it comes to something uh, especially as sacred as a mortal combat series in my opinion you know some people argued on the comments as far as like oh well, they've done this before but yes but i don't think they did this one uh consistently and then two this is absolutely foreshadowing a pattern right and then as it's almost like apple right when apple does something it trickles down into the rest of the fucking tech industry and everybody else does it if apple introduces a certain um a certain feature you damn right well know that android is going to introduce it as well and vice versa right that's just what happens so it and 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 sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. You know what I mean? So, and I think this is one of those things where we could have saw a trickle down effect from other fighting games easily, easily. You know what yeah. I mean? So, so I think that's why, while people may have thought that your, your thing was overreactive, it absolutely was warranted because you've seen the signs. You've seen, we've seen these patterns before in these industries, especially when it comes to really aggressive microtransactions, right? Because it's like, yeah, I don't have to buy it, but why would you want to buy a game with heavy ads, basically? It's like buying a game with heavy commercials or heavy ads, buying a movie with heavy ads. Well, I don't have to buy the product that they're advertising. Yeah, but why is the advertising there so aggressively where it distracts from the actual art? That is the point, you know what I mean? So I think that's just what people don't understand or they still care about because they're just used to that framework anyway, as far as like, oh, y'all buy this game. And then, you know, they offer, hey, you want to upgrade this? Oh, no, I'm fine. No, they just keep, you know. <laughs> I think it's a lot of people are used to it, man. Because again, you yeah. and I, you and I are used to the, the age where a full five course meal was a game at launch. And now it's like, now it's like you pay for an uncooked entree, your appetizer is late, you got to pay for sides, you got to pay for dessert, but you're still waiting on your drink. Oh, that's going to come out, but that's going to have a fee if you want to fucking refill in your water. And you still have to and, tip. Yeah, you still have to tip. Yeah, it's included. Yeah. Oh, you tip that guy? No, I'm the kiosk guy. See, that the waiter gets that tip. I I, I get a tip because I turned around the iPad. Okay. Um, but again, you know, like I absolutely get, you know, it's like, what I was thinking was not everybody, but clearly, like I said, I'm not the only one. 
because like I said, if it's not that important for me to get upset about it, then therefore it shouldn't be enough. It shouldn't be important enough to, for to have the company respond to it. So because it, because they made a response, therefore they react that to a point, you know, to, to minimal, to minimize it. It's like the fact they responded at all kind of validates the point that mean a lot of people are saying how this shouldn't be. So again, to the people saying, well, this is the way it is just the way it is. We're not fucking singing Tupac over here. It wasn't always the way it is. This is the real, this is a very new thing. You and I were, you know, you and I were there in the trenches when a lot of this stuff came up, you and I were there when battlefront two was a very heavily anticipated game. And they had this, they had the bullshit audacity to launch a full price game at launch. And that if you want to unlock one of like the what 50 total heroes, because remember, if you include all the heroes and then you also include all remember the spaceships, because remember every there were like hero spaceships as well. You it's like if you want Han Solo, uh he's separate from Chewbacca. Oh, and by the way, you want the Millennium Falcon? That's the that's a quote unquote hero separate to that. And then somebody on Reddit did the math where it's gonna take 40 hours of gameplay to unlock one hero and then ea went on to have the most dislike the most downvoted reddit comment of all time and so you're, again, talking about, so you you're, talking, I, you're talking about battlefront 2 battlefront uh, 2 right? yeah battlefront, just, just, yeah. Just, just for the context yeah yeah battlefront battlefront 2 um you and i were there you know i wasn't i still yeah i remember joe it was funny where um i was gifted a game uh gamestop gift card for my birthday and i bought battlefront 2 on heavily on sale and then I bought some joystick grips and I get way more use of the joystick grips than I got that fucking game. <laughs> but so that's what I'm saying is like, I get, I get where people are talking about where they're going. Eh, that's not a big a deal. Again, that's what I was, that's what I was saying last time. Like I understand that I am an, I'm an old man screaming at a cloud. Fine. But whether you like it or not, this is coming. This will be a new thing. And that cloud's going to get us all wet. And a couple, I say maybe, I almost, I almost want to do depressing burrito bet, but Daryl, but like, how long do you think until Street Fighter starts having paid specials? Well, here's my thing. Because right? I think it might come. And I think it's going to come, because you know, again, that's that's my thing with this. I think it's going to come eventually, very soon. We will see, you know, you know, again, other coveted classic fighting franchises like Street Fighter just have, you know, like, oh, paid DLC moves. And here, here's my thing about this too, right? Um, I, I do commend... Uh, NetherRealm for responding to this because they didn't have to, and they didn't have to give Forever bought this to give those two, you know, the thirty dollar fatality uh, seasonal thing, at no additional cost. They didn't have to do that as well. Um, now here's my question though. Here, here's the funny thing though. They didn't pull back the fatalities, the combos, right? So. You had people that bought the ten dollar. This is this is what I find kind of interesting. They they there's people that bought it. They were upset, right? And then now those people are going to get those seasonal things for free, but they're still doing it. You know what I'm saying? So it's not like it's not like you know what we're not going to do that anymore. We were going to release this thing, but here you guys get it for free. You know what I mean? And um. And yeah, like sorry again about the inconvenience. No, they're still going with the plan. They're still doing it. They're still, but just for whoever was pissed off and who was mad, they'll get it for free. <laughs> so like, in hindsight, like they're still doing the extra thing. And yes, maybe for those people that say, "Oh, well, you don't have to buy it. You don't have to buy it." But like, yeah, but I mean, I don't think. I think the point is from my original statement: how much pressure, how much, how aggressive can they get?
where that same slogan of or that same saying of, oh, you don't have to buy it. When does that affect the art of the game? When does that affect you actually having fun in the game? And if it does, are you going to still fucking say that? Or you're going to say something publicly to the actual fucking people? And to answer your initial question, I I mean, it could be as it could be as soon. It just really it just depends on uh, I guess when they want to pull the trigger because they could do it for this current Street Fighter. You know what I mean? Uh, they could create a pack for it easily. It doesn't. Even, we don't even have to wait until the next Street Fighter game. Um, I could see it as early as next year. To be honest with you, with this uh, open like, world, with this open world game, you're right. It would go right along with it. Yeah, I mean. I feel like the open world one, while they can do it easily, I feel like they're not. I mean, they're not nearly going to make any money off that in comparison to say like more characters or more additional combos. Yeah. I think they would actually I, because, like you said, in what we predicted, people don't really fuck with that uh, that world shit anyway. It's yep. just the actual gameplay component is so fucking good. Why people come back to play Street Fighter? So, uh, I could see it as early as next year. To be honest with you, because like. Reading that article again, like they didn't say they weren't going to do it anymore. They just said, "Oh, yeah, sorry you, for those who were pissed off." Because usually, <laughs> usually, usually when we hear responses about microtransaction like this, that's the form. That's the normal formula. We're sorry, and then either a we won't do it, or we'll delay it. Remember, um, remember the Amazon Prime MMO New World. Remember that they had some bullshit microtransactions, and then their thing was like. It won't be a launch. Same thing. They didn't. They didn't say they're not going to have it. They just said it won't be a launch. So again, so normally like I said, that's kind of the formula. Step A, apologize. Step B, either A, announce you're counseling it, or B, you're delaying it. And then step three, make you know mention how you're making up for it, or or ever or you know plugged your own shit, which is you know like here's you know in this case step three, make up for it was you know the free mental the free fatalities. But you're right. They're again. They're, that's that that usually goes. You know, it's like oh we'll delay it or we're holding off for now or we're revamping like uh, Battlefront 2 oh we're gonna revamp and just oh fucking overhaul that um uh loot box system that loot yeah. box because like I said that that was a you know that was a very case in itself but you know that, that was a big learning point for the opera industry because that that game had like all the microtransactions you had the loot box shit it had the just page one the one shit and then it had just oh if you're playing the game for free, dude, you have to play you know play forty hours to get one fucking dude. <laughs> no, yeah, no, you're, you're yeah, I I agree with you, Arthur. Because to me, if safe new if New World was free, because it was it was like sixty bucks, wasn't it? It was not a free game. I, I right, I don't think it was a free game because I remember going to Steam and seeing like oh like 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 I wonder how much it is or whatever. Like, and I remember there was a there was a cost yeah, to it. Price. If yeah, like if it's a free to play game. I won't bitch about it because look, free to play makes money, right? And this is how they make money. So it's like, yeah, you don't have to pay, but people, but for those who can or that want to, they will, and that's how they get the money. I won't bitch about that. To me, the concern again from our conversation, initial conversation, is you're spending seventy dollars or you're spending an initial upfront price. This is not a Game Pass game. You're spending a full old school cost. And then you have to deal. You have to deal with the pressure of the ads for. Do you want this? Do you want this? Do you want this? You know what I mean. And after a while, it's kind of fucking annoying. You know what I mean. Like, like, and and it, and it gets in the way of the art, and it turns into a fucking slot machine. You know, of sorts when it comes to just that type of 
that that kind of business you know again if it's free i won't bitch about it because look i download it for free if you're gonna you have the right to ask me to spend more money because i playing this for free like i get it but for those who are paying an additional cost and you get these ads all over your face it's like yo like so, so there is a thing as far as being too aggressive with that stuff and like you said with the loot boxes crazy aggressive you know what i mean crazy aggressive and 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 people people said something so like that's the other notion too where it, it shouldn't be like, oh, well, don't buy it if you don't want to. No, if it gets in the way of the art, you should say something. You know what I mean? Because eventually these this will affect their business. You know what I mean? Like even like YouTube channels, you know what I mean? Like that do these reviews or whatever or negative reviews like that impacts shit. People look at that stuff, you know. So so, yeah, I guess that's kind of where I'm at. I know we've beaten this topic into the ground, but I think it just shows one you're warranted on what you said. Clearly, they didn't have to do the free thing for those who were affected, but then also they're still doing it, <laughs> right? So, yeah. One thing I just thought of is like both an industry change and effect on inflation. It's like think of like think of like ten or maybe even five years ago, like how much like how how far a hundred dollars would get you in game purchases versus now. <laughs> Man, yeah, that's, that's why we say, "Yo, Game Pass." <laughs> dude, now, dude, now, a hundred dollars, all like all hundred dollars gets you is like the game, and then like five days of early access. I know because that's how much I spent on fucking Diablo Four to play the game five days early, which, <laughs> which uh, I no longer fucking play, I don't know, I, and I regret spending. That, I regret spending that money. Really? Well, well, well that's that's not surprising because you, well, you, you, you you didn't like the game afterwards, so. Well, yeah, it's and, and, and the like character I, nerf and all that shit, right? The character nerf and like I said, you like I said, you know, kind of the best. Not that you go straight too much, but real quick for Diablo Four again, a real quick from my, my best apples to apples of like, I don't, I don't think Diablo Four is that fun. When I went back and played Diablo Three, the Diablo Three Necromancer and the way that leveling worked out, I was like, whoa, okay. The like I said, the core mechanics, even beyond nerfing, just like the core mechanics of the way leveling worked in Diablo three, I liked way more than Diablo four, especially cause like, especially as a Necromancer. And I was like, Oh, this is so much fun. And I'm like, like I said, I, I was like, yeah, that's fun. But yeah, that, that was just yeah. the one thing I thought of is like, man, how much do you said? How, you know, that, that was like, that was the thing I was asking myself, you know, how far would a hundred dollars get you in gaming like five years ago or 10 years ago compared to net, compared to net now, <laughs> man. I mean, if, especially if you're buying new shit, right. I mean, if you're, if you're paying, uh, you might get a good five games if that, you know what I mean? Even if you're buying old shit, but still it's like, you know, it's, it's just, you know, the gaming industry is getting more expensive. You know what I mean? So it's like, even when it comes to cheap stuff, that's why, that's why like the used use section, old school games at GameStop, you know what I mean? My brother would eat that shit up. He'd be like, Oh yeah, I'll play a game. I never got the chance to buy. And now it's $4. <laughs> you well, know church, I mean? church too. Remember church said, yeah. church says every now and then he goes to GameStop, just goes to that fucking used bin and you'll be like, you'll find some fucking gold in there for like five yeah. bucks, dude. Oh yeah, you like yeah. like I said, if any of you if any of you has still yet to play like Fallout Four, it's like fuck, dude, that shit's cheap as fuck at this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean that's my brother's bad because he barely gets to play as it is. So it's like, yo, I'll go there, buy a couple old games, you know, play a couple hours, whatever. So or that or that example, this was unintentional. When I gave that example, drill, or you can you know, just use like playing on Game Pass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course, we have to mention that. <laughs> yeah. I will. I will say that was very intentional. Just my example. It's like, what's a great <laughs> classic game that's probably super cheap right now on disc? Oh, Fallout Four. Oh wait, I don't have to leave that. 
the house for that. Hey, thanks, <laughs> Game Pass. Um, so uh, another uh, thing that we kind of predicted per se uh, that I wanted to discuss. Predicted uh, I've been demanding for years. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, demanding for years and like, why aren't they doing this? Um, so uh, according to Gaming Bolt, uh, and I'm reading this on the Video Games for News uh, Instagram, shout out to you guys. So it says here, Marvel Spider-Man 2 devs confirm, oh, and this is a uh, spoiler, by the way. So for those who haven't played Spider-Man 2, skip this, skip to the next segment. Uh, so just to be very clear, this is a spoiler. Uh, since Marvel Spider-Man 2 devs confirmed that Miles will be the main Spider-Man going forward. Uh, so it says here, uh, according to Video Game for News, again, you know, I just spoiled it, but additional spoilers. Uh, Insomniac Games has been pretty bold with the narrative choices it has made in the Spider-Man games so far, and the developer kept that going with Marvel Spider-Man 2, the sequel, which launched last month. Ends with Peter Parker, the original Spider-Man, essentially retiring and his former mentor and now crime-fighting partner, Miles Morales, graduating to the role of New York's only Spider-Man. And that, uh, and as that ending suggests, Miles is going to be, in quote, main Spider-Man in the Insomniac series going forward, as confirmed by advanced writer Brittany Morris and narrative director Ben Arfman in recent interview with gizmodo so that's where the that's where the information initially populated quote um so guys you know while i we've been saying this for years and i i do uh applaud you guys for put finally standing on your nuts uh remember he's he's half puerto rican <laughs> no more cuban flags please not yeah he's puerto rican not cuban um yes. for sony execs listening those are different places <laughs> yeah yeah those are different places yeah. different places on the earth um you know different flags so uh you know so please understand that and then to me it's just like really really understand the character you know what i mean so uh i i'm curious to see what's going to happen for moving forward um you know again we should have seen this a while ago uh and i'm also curious to see how the game will play too because i'm kind of with church like i'm tired of playing in fucking new york you know what i mean like the game did very well it sold five million copies it's i guess for I guess for Spider-Man standards, that's good. <laughs> it's a fun, like I said, it's, it's a fun game. Like, you know, like you and I, it's almost like we almost skipped on talking about the quality of the game because that was never coming to play. Like it was exactly. always going to be a fun game. The traversing looks amazing. The fast travel system looks good. I, they, they, they were, I was, I was impressed with it. You know, you and I were kind of referencing, well, they do like a GTA six, you know, like what the characters are doing when you like trans when you teleport to that other character. They did that really well. And like I said, that I'm not saying that was a Oh, go, go ahead you're back i got you oh go i'm ahead. back okay my bad technical difficulties on my end no worries uh wires don't like cold um but <laughs> so again talking. i was i was saying when you and i were talking about spider-man this game spider-man 2 we never really went in depth on the quality of the game because again that was never gonna be a question that it was just the, you know the bigger the bigger picture stuff of like again you know why did the villain have to be that guy oh it's because there's a movie about that guy coming out 
Did it have to be New York when we've seen, you know, of Tom Holland's movies, only one takes, you know, one takes place in New York. One is in England and the other one is in every other fucking dimension bullshit. So, so that's, that's, that's the thing. Again, that's something you and I were talking about. Um, And so with this new Miles Morales one, again, this is something that you and I, you and I have been asking for a long time. Like ever since that one, like I said, drill, that was a trailer. Like, again, that also made me want to buy a PS5 years ago or PS4 at the time years ago was when we thought, holy crap, Miles Morales is his own Spider-Man game. And some Sony executive was like, nah, that nah, that little black kid, he's just going to be a fucking DLC. We don't know. Oh, fuck him. So that's my thing is like, I'm happy they're finally doing it. I think they're they're smart to finally do it when they realize, you know, how much Miles Morales is now a household name with the, you know, even beyond the games, you know, some of the most two successful animated movies, one of which has the most like most successful like movie theatrical release in Sony in years. And again, we're just asking like what we've been saying is like, can we please leave New York? Like just a little bit. Yeah. Maybe, maybe even like, like at least <laughs> at least fucking Jersey. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, we just, you know, yeah, like, Newark, down, like <laughs> down the turn, down the turnpike a little bit. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? It's like yeah. it's they've been, they've been improving what they've they've been improving what they've had to improve on. Like you know, again, like the 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 traveling in the game, the webbing of the game, and just you know having that those glider suits now. Those look really fun. But it's like what you know, it's like we know they can do more. We know they could do more because we know Spider-Man could do more. It's like, you know, we you know, it's almost like it's almost like the opening, you know, it's like it's like the opening to the animated Spider-Man movie. They fucking they knew their audience. So what's the very first thing? Hey, here we go again. I'm Peter Parker, Uncle Ben fucking dies, blah 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 blah. You know what I mean? So they just just they just blow past all the shit we know. So with Miles, let's blow past all the shit we know. Do something crazy. Maybe Miles travels. Hell, drill. Here's a fucking idea. You want to incorporate Marvel and shit? Maybe he goes to fucking Wakanda. Miles Morales and Wakanda sounds fucking awesome. That Let's do that. Cool. Maybe that sounds cool. That sounds cool. No, I agree. Again, you know, I know we've we've had this conversation before, but I think it is warranted as far as like this is the opportunity where they can make a Spider-Man game that's not the same cookie cutter. He's in New York City. You're swinging around like we've had we've we've had that experience. That experience was fun. We've had that experience, though. It's over. Let's try something else. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, I think this is the opportunity where they can kind of go outside of their comfort zone, make some really interesting adventures. Um, yeah. So I, I so I'm gonna hold them to that. I'm gonna be very I'm gonna be very uh, aggressive, you know, or, or just very um, what's the word, Arthur? Very. Uh, I forget the fucking word, but um, I'm gonna hold their. I can't think of the word. All I know is, all I know is, you're gonna lose your shit if you find one goddamn Cuban flag. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be very, yeah, I know, right? I'm gonna be very picky when it comes to uh, just everything. When it comes to how they are going to set everything up, Uh, the performances, the quality, the quality should remain, right? There's no reason why quality should remain. I mean, and 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 it's you know, it's. It's saddening that, you know, I, I have to hold the candle because I don't know what these fucking idiots are going to do, you know, like, um, but I, 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 they can, they have something to do something really special to make a really dope fucking game and to have some diversity, you know, some, some diversity. So I, I just don't take that for fucking granted, you know, just do the focus on the characters, focus on the story and, and, and everyone will be able to, we'll have a fun time. You know what I mean? So we'll see, we'll see what happens. 
Um, but I thought it, I thought we, we had to discuss this because we had such a good conversation last time. Um, and, uh, Peter Park. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was about to do my segue. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I know. I, I felt. I knew the tone. I was like, oh, that, I know that. There's a segue coming. But before the segue, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, yeah. like, in like other things on like Spider-Man Two, when we're because uh, another example I want to use is when when you talk about a really fun open world game on a character we really know. Um, for example, take the Arkham series. Arkham Asylum was like is like one of the most one of the best Batman games ever released and you're like holy shit they're releasing a sequel how yeah. the fuck do you do a sequel to like a near perfect game and that's what we're saying again there's creative there's larger creative decisions that made Arkham City an amazing sequel because they took Arkham they took the scope of Arkham and zoomed it the fuck out and they were like bam it's literally the whole fucking city and that's what we're saying that's that's what we kind of wanted to see from that that was I just want to use that example of like that's the type of stuff we're talking about going 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 from Arkham Asylum Arkham City another thing too if they really want to turn hard into the swerve of like the the puerto rican thing another character that's getting more and more in people's in, into people's households and you know they're familiar with the character america chavez remember she's that portal chick um she's that portal puerto rican chick from the last doctor strange movie the one that every time she punches oh yeah she opens like a fucking multiverse so again, Sony, I'm giving you fucking ideas here. You just had you just you had just had two amazing multiverse animated movies. Every other movie is doing a multiverse shit. You have this Afro port, you know, this African uh Puerto Rican mixed dude calls Mama Morales. Then you have this Puerto Rican chick called America Chavez. She was just in a movie. Wham! You know, maybe, maybe, maybe again, now maybe the next Spider-Man movie, not Spider-Man game. With Miles Morales, they can do some multiverse shit with America Chavez, and again, that's just some shit that came to mind. I'm like, you know what? That'll be that, that'll be pretty different and fun. Yeah, you know, and and you know, I think Somniac, when it comes to games like this, that they're they're they're, they're top tier developers. So, oh my god, yes. You know what I mean? So like, I don't I don't want to talk as if I don't think they can do it, but I mean, they've given a few things where yes, I have the right to be very critical of you guys. So, but yeah, I think they could definitely do it and take the time that you need. Right, like this is not a fucking Call of Duty. <laughs> you can uh, you can fucking uh, take the time to work on it. And, uh, you know, so, um, fuck it. I'm going to switch this around for the sake of the segue. And speaking of Call of Duty. <laughs> I'm, I, have, I have the Google Doc open. I see what your cursor is yeah. doing. <laughs> yeah. yeah like, this is the Call of Duty. For example, uh, I wanted to talk about Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3, the 2023 version of the game. And. Uh, very disappointing reviews here. Usually we don't talk about Call of Duty because we just don't give a fuck about really that series really anymore. I feel like the 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 heightened part of the game it has that ship has sailed many many years ago. So uh, usually that's why we usually don't talk about it on the channel. However. There are some stuff that people were looking forward to, like the campaign, believe it or not, and it seems like they're really short-sighted this heavily. There's another reason why I wanted to discuss this too, but I'll say first and foremost, uh, the open critic score, and I'm glad no one had this on their fantasy card, Arthur. Arthur. <laughs> open critic score, it's looking at a 55 uh, for the critic top critic average, and it has a badge of weak open critic rating. 
Uh, so really bad, man. IGN four out of ten. Gamespot five out of ten. Dude, if um, IGN gives you a four, your game is garbage. <laughs> Dude, IGN gives at least sixes just for fucking trying. IGN's right. like the SAT. You get points trying your fucking name on it. <laughs> exactly. No, you're absolutely right. Dude, so, I'm yeah. looking at the same page you are, Drill. Yeah. How many critics recommend playing this game? Oh man, maybe Hobby Consoles. It's a sixty-five. Uh, That's no, the I mean that, I'm looking at that same page. That number, five percent critic recommend. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, five percent of, of like, all those folks. <laughs> that's really ridiculous. Yeah, Pretty it's great. Like, yeah. yeah. Sorry, when you when you said four of ten from IGN, I'm like, oh shit. Like, <laughs> dude, drill, drill. Are you aware there's Call of Duties that have got nines and tens before? So for IGN to get yeah, so for IGN to give a fucking four, (laughs) right? It's like holy shit, that's wild. No, you're right, bro. It's this is this is crazy bad, and um, yeah, there's some there's just a lot of uh, there's a lot of story expectations, and I guess the game is very short, shorter than your normal Call of Duty, because usually Call of Duty we can expect five six hours. I guess this is like four really bad hours of Call of Duty, from what I've heard, really Really? short sighted. That's what I've heard, yeah. Um, and I guess the game was made very quickly. Um, no, like, Call of Duty games <laughs> pumped out too fast. Whoa. Drill, you're lucky I was not <laughs> drinking water because I'll be spitting it all over the place right now. A rush Call of Duty for no reason? Yeah. Say it ain't so, Drill. Well, this, this, is, this, is, my, this is my annoyance, though, uh, is that there's a lot of people that are like trying to blame like the Activision Blizzard deal for the reason why Call of Duty was so bad. I'm like, guys, they've been working on this for a long fucking what time. What shrooms have you been fucking munching on? What yeah, you, what the yeah, fuck are you yeah. About? This has like, nothing to do this with has that nothing deal. To do with Xbox. What the fuck? Like, I'm sorry. Like, what didn't Xbox just finish this deal? Like fucking two weeks ago right and people are like oh this game that's been in the works for x long was affected by deal just fine like two weeks ago what the fuck are you talking about yeah no sense no yeah i'm like guys like wake the fuck up that, like, that is not what happened legally speaking xbox had no saying anything at division blizzard until the, until that document got signed after multiple governments and agencies were fucking stopping it because they weren't getting fucking paid under the table what right. the fuck or what right <laughs> yeah so yeah some people are just stupid um yeah man so I thought that was hilarious as well. That's why I was like, "Oh, I gotta bring this up." So people think that, uh, people think uh, that that my, that Microsoft was the, was the reason for this. Like, that's hilarious. So, um, and then yeah. the last Call of Duty sucks. It's Xbox's fault. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, the last thing too before we switch to the next topic here is, you know, will this affect actual sales numbers for the game? I don't know. I don't know. I think the game will still make a lot of fucking money. Like, I know there's a lot of people that have, obviously, you know, 5% of these folks recommend the game. Uh, (laughs) But nevertheless, like, regardless, like, Call of Duty is still Call of Duty. You still have kids, you know, like, literal kids that are going to want their parents to buy the game to play online or whatever the case may be. Oh, that's another thing, too. I hear the online is very bad. Very narrow, linear, like it's very like to the like just not good. You know what I mean? Yeah, so Doctor Disrespect and a few streamers had issues with it. Um Oh really? Yeah. And you know what the, and for this younger generation, you know, for this younger generation, you know, because you and I, you know, had, you know, um you and I had tips and tricks, you know, Game Informer, IGN, Machinima, um 
spin tack shit like that so you know these newer the the youngins the young youngins the um they you know they, they watch kind of streamers so it's kind of like what their famous streamer says goes so when you have people like dr disrespect and stuff trying to play that get that early access thing at launch and it doesn't look good that's gonna hurt that will hurt sales um that's a good point yeah now I, we say that because we're on the eve not eve but like we're like what two weeks out from black friday so i mean will this game make at face value less than it would have yes will the game be a flop no so um another thing <laughs> another thing drill um about this rating from ign a four of ten fallout 76 has a five really fallout 76 has a five of ten on ign and call of Duty Modern Warfare three has a four Damn. and fallout 76 was borderline unfucking playable for like yeah. two and a half years yeah yeah. So they're so eventually IGN say, IGN saying, "Hey, this game that might be unplayable, you might have more fun playing that than this game." <laughs> <laughs> uh, and speaking of how you play it, I wanted to talk about this uh, as Arthur, uh, uh, you know, r- reminded me about it. So when it comes to Xbox third-party controllers, unfortunately, um, it is going to be hung up. And you're not going to be able to utilize them. So according to windowscentral.com, it says here from November 12, 2023, Microsoft will no longer allow unauthorized third-party accessories to be used with its Xbox consoles. Uh, it says players are reporting a warning message displaying on Xbox when plugging in authorized accessories, notifying them of the date their accessories will be blocked with an error code. 0x82d60002 quote uh it says the xbox advises returning the accessory instead of referring to its list of authorized products on its website since the message is shown due to the latest console bill that which uh, is causing the console issues when using third-party accessories and then i read to uh which it doesn't say in this article here for some reason uh that the 12th of november is when they will officially, uh, you know, have the messaging of uh, like, hey, you can't use this, sorry, you know, because remember, ladies and gentlemen, the Xbox is an online-only console device. You have to be connected online. So that is partially the reason, or maybe one of the main reasons of how they can identify if it's an authorized product because you have to plug it in. The Xbox has to have an internet connection to play your games, uh, even if you put in a disc. So crazy stuff. I mean, when it comes to third party, there is a, a mad list of third party controllers, but those are authorized again. So uh, this is a good news, I would say, for, you know, you fucks that want to play online with uh, hacked controllers. Because I know that was a huge thing back in the day. Um so if you have like you know like a, a modded controller or something that's unauthorized and you know you can't be at the top of the leaderboards anymore for cheating so that's good i would say but um what are you what are your thoughts on this arthur will mad cats survive <laughs> <laughs> i mean i think mad cats is considered an authorized uh authorized uh they authorized right uh, i'm hoping I, um, ideally yeah. I'm, I'm trying to pull up their list but my pc is slow my um my things are because yeah, because I know like Power A, PDP, which is like the cousins of Mad Cats per se, Afterglow, if you will. Um, you should be able to plug those in and it work, um, ideally, right? I know when it comes to like a PC, completely different story. 
um, you know, when it comes to like Game Pass, like 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 cloud gaming, Game Pass, PC wise, you have to have a you have to have a first party, uh, contr- a Microsoft controller. Went through that when I was doing PC at the time, um, but yeah, it's kind of crazy. I know it does remind me a little bit of the days of Mad Cats uh, being popular, but interesting stuff, man. Oh. Interesting stuff. I'm on the. I haven't seen the list. So I'm on the fence of this because at face value, I don't like Xbox saying, "Hey, no more unauthorized stuff." When it's like we kind of praise them for normally doing the opposite. Like I said, the same week that Sony was, you know, doing their normal cease and desist, like they always fucking do. Etsy and all these other places had like that backbone controller where you could, because you know, because Xbox has X Cloud, so you can play your games on your phone. So there was like. Uh, uh, like an Xbox does a style of a controller that you, you could use for your phone. And then Xbox was even kind of half promoting, promoting that or mentioning that, Hey, thumbs up on that. Great job guys. And then there was the remember drill. There was also that it was like a small monitor that you can place on your Xbox series S the slim that you can kind of have it be quote unquote portable. So it's having a full monitor or a TV. You can have this attachable fucking screen xbox series s and and again microsoft gave the thumbs up for that even though they weren't officially backing it so so when i think of that and i hear stuff about this i'm like i don't i I kind of like it um as we speak i'm trying to find like authorized accessories um i'm hoping what's that what's that brand drill i think it's afterglows I'm hoping Afterglow's on that list because Afterglow makes cool looking controllers. They make good gifts, yeah. good, good stocking stuffers. No, they're uh, <laughs> no, you're right. They're I, they're I think they are authorized for real. Power A is as well. I'm, uh, their their site finally loaded. I see Power A there. I see Turtle Beach. I see Nacons. Yeah. Uh, Vitrix Scuff. PDP. You see that in there? Oh, yeah, right. You said that PDP. Okay, because that, that's Hyper, Afterglow. I think. HyperX. Um, con, con control freak with a K. Mm. Um, no afterglows yet. <laughs> I think afterglows PDP, isn't it? I think it's called an afterglow. I thought the company that made it was PDP. I, I don't know. See. All I know is after all I know is drill. Like during the times you, you, you and I were in GameStop, I would say afterglows were more the one of the more popular, um, bot. Uh, third-party controllers, especially, again, yeah. especially as gifts, because they did they had they, they had pretty cool designs. So I'll say that. And because the other thing too about this whole like LED thing, this LED aesthetic aesthetic that blew up in the the nerd world. Afterglows were on that shit early. Afterglows yeah. was on that. Afterglows was on the LED shit way fucking early. Okay. Uh, yeah, PDP but, is afterglow. So, Thank yeah. you, because I typed Afterglow. Apparently, fucking Taylor Swift has a song called Afterglow. So now <laughs> all I just got Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. I'm just like, I just want to know my fucking controller, dude. <laughs> so apparently, I love, I, love just... you t- I love when you type stuff in. You get all these crazy search results. It's <laughs> like, what the fuck? I just want to fucking find this out. <laughs> apparently, there's a song called Afterglow by both Ed Sheeran and Taylor Swift, and none of them have anything to do with what the fuck I'm looking for. But so you're saying Afterglow is PDP? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's good. And they do have some neat controllers for real, like the, the latest ones. They do. So, yeah. I they... think Xbox. I think Victor had a either. I think Victor had an Afterglow, Afterglow headset for for years. Yeah, oh really? Victor, yeah, Victor had an Afterglow headset for years. He loved that thing. 
Nice, nice. Uh, that's dope, man. No, yeah, absolutely. So uh, I think when it comes to those type of controllers, I think we're going to be fine, you know, seeing those. And I'm excited for that also. I think another reason, too, why uh, these type of third-party controllers are cool is for the audio's sake, as far as, like, plugging in a headset and things like that. Because I know, like, Turtle yeah. Beach, they had, like, the adapter um, built in to the controller itself so you didn't have to buy the fucking adapter to plug into the first party um you can just do a wired one and then turbleach has that shit built into the controller for volume down up and all that shit and i fuck with that i think that's awesome you know what i mean so um i think like that that's to me that's one of the best reasons when it comes to third party is that if you're just playing in wired and it works to get a lot of stuff the ergonomics are fine uh, when it comes to customizing from a headset perspective that is where things are pretty dope i might consider getting a third party controller now that i think about it arthur just because i have this adapter that i bought but i'm, I'm kind of running into some audio issues with it um so i think i, I might consider getting a, just a wired fucking third party that you know has the ability where i can you know plug in a headset or whatever and, and rock and roll so i think i'm really considering that to be honest with you i would and like i said there's yeah. a, like like i said there's definitely brands here by the way i did find an afterglow on their site okay Hi, Hi, hyperx makes good wired ones i know that um yeah on a side note Drew, i'll talk about the backbone the backbones the backbones on their site too <laughs> oh right on right yeah, on. yeah yeah good yeah, that's good. That's so good. that's good. I mean, I'm, I know there's going to be some third party, some third party per, uh, developers or manufacturers in this case that are like not on this list. A lot of people will be upset about, but I'm glad yeah. like the what seven we rattled off are all there. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, no, you're right, bro. Unfortunately, this is going to affect some people's jobs for that have unauthorized third party controllers. And they probably have to send like a message, an email or something to say like, hey, don't update your Xbox to XYZ or whatever the case may be. The most recent update yeah. does affect your controller. They're going to have that conversation with their customers. Um, so. And the thing is, and from a listening that doesn't really know how to tell if a control they bought is unauthorized. If you went to like a major retailer, like, you know, like I said, like a GameStop, like a Best Buy, like a Walmart, these are stores where like contracts are involved. And those are the places you're most likely going to see authorized ones. Now, Correct. Unauthorized, maybe there's like a Walmart here too. Because I know Walmart just has like everything. But online, like I said, online stores is where you get more of those third parties. So maybe like Amazon, because again, Amazon is an online marketplace where there's again everything. Yeah. But like in person, GameStops, Best Buys, Walmarts. Um, swap meets. I don't know. Swap. swap <laughs> yes. Yeah. Swap meets. Garage I love sales. swap meets. But I don't um, know. <laughs> fr again, fries is one where you may, fries is one where you may not be sure because fries just has again anything tech. But again, so if you're looking for a gift or somebody like that, your normal retailer, your normal um, shops like that are still going to be the ones you see in these lists. Like I said, like the afterglows, like anything PDP, HyperX, etc. No, that's a good uh, bring up. I, uh, yeah, definitely shout out to you for that full show and then speaking of audio if you're looking for you know a headset and a third-party controller or whatnot but you want to be able to eat your fucking chips without that crackling noise into the headset where everyone's like ah oh, that guy likes chips i hate him uh doritos <laughs> is actually uh coming out with a software that is included in these chips uh, and uh, IGN titles, it says Doritos releases crunch cancellation tech so people don't hear that horrible sound down your mic. Uh, 
I think that's fucking brilliant. Just before I start the article, like someone, someone was their mind was racing, and they said that during a a, a table of of old men <laughs> and like three women, because uh, that's the fortune. That's how fucking corporate culture is, and uh, fuckers. But um, and like that's a great fucking idea, Bill. You know what I mean? Who knows? Maybe 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 a, a young lady said this, but. Continuing Those are my idea, Bill. Our fat customers <laughs> play games too. Right, as he's eating chips, right? <laughs> but dude, low-key Doritos has been like on gamer shit for a long time. Like Doritos Facts. Doritos has like double XP chips all the fucking time for games. Mm. Doritos had like partners with Halo back in the day. And then do you remember that fake do you remember do you remember that fake um April Fool's ad of the controller that wouldn't get cheese crumbs on your controller? Yes, that was yeah. brilliant. That was brilliant. <laughs> Dorito, like I said, Doritos have, have, have been a good friend of gamers for a long time. They've been on this shit for real. No, you're right. You're absolutely yeah. fucking right. They've been they've been doing it. Um, so I can favorite, do it. favorite flavor, by the way, before you went into this article and actually be productive for talking about. Fuck yeah, that. favorite flavor. I'm gonna I'm I'm a I'm a tapatio guy. Or okay. there's a purple one. It's a purple bag. Sweet spicy chili. Yes, Sweet. that is my favorite fucking Dorito chip. That ship is go. incredible. Salsa Verde is pretty good, the green one, but Sweet Spicy Chili, dude, fucking Drill, amazing. I went through like a phase, like over a month, I just kept trying different flavors of Doritos to be like, which was my favorite. Nice. Tapatio for me is like the staple. Like Tapatio no is pretty to, fire. No offense to regular nacho cheese, but Drell knows I like my food spicy. So because of Tapatio, I can never go back to regular nacho cheese. I've never been on Team Cool Ranch. Fuck that. I don't fuck with it. Sorry. <laughs> you, you, some people like. Hey man, people. come on, man. Cool Ranch is good, man. <laughs> cool Ranch is good, but like I'll take a lot of flavors over Cool Ranch. Because but then, mind you, Drell, I mean, it's also because yeah. I'm not a ranch guy. It's like, hey, do you want oh, this thing that tastes okay. like this? Do you want a thing that tastes like this thing you don't like normally? Nah, I'm good. So cheat code, cheat, cheat code, cheat code side note. Uh, Core Ranch Doritos crumbled up, make great breadcrumbs for meatloaf. My dad actually tested this out <laughs> when we were kids, and I was like, this is fucking incredible. <laughs> That's so, sounds <laughs> sounds good. I kind of want to try it. Try it. It works. <laughs> up until the moment you you said your dad tried it, I almost said, I'm like, I almost, well, I'm, I'm going to say it now. I'm like, I was like, man, it kind of sounds like some low-key good white people shit. Like, <laughs> like that's it's what we do. Good. We take some <laughs> shit and play with other shit. That's what we do. But uh, and and and, and clearly, and clear, and as well as clearly, uh, Drell's um, con- connoisseur family of uh, the culinary arts. But Tapatio, Tapatio, my dad is not white. My dad is not white, by the way. To be clear, no. <laughs> he's just very creative. You, but it but works. That, good. It works. It does, that yeah. does work for everybody. Because I know some people have done like lays and like breadcrumb recipes too. But yeah, idol yeah. at Tapatio, and then the spicy lime chili when I'm like kind of in the mood for like an extra little kick it up a notch. No, yeah, Tapatio. That's a great. That's a great flavor. Yeah, that's a great uh, Dorito uh, flavor. Obviously, uh, uh, my wife, she's old school nacho cheese. That sweet spicy chili, that's the goddamn bee's knees. So, uh, continuing the article here. Uh, oh, do we but- have to? Can we just keep talking about Doritos <laughs> for the rest of this time? Like, 
<laughs> if we were streaming, I wish. But all right. So it says here in quote, Doritos has launched what is called the crunch cancellation software that silences that horrible crunching sound gamers across the globe will will be all too familiar with. Anyone who plays games with friends online will be familiar with the annoying sound that streaks through your headset. My teammate is munching on a snack, so Doritos enlisted the help of a software developer who used artificial intelligence to strip the sound out of comms. Uh, software developer Dylan Fashaw trained AI on the sound of over 5,000 Dorito crunches over the course of a half year, separated the voice from the crunch, and removing the sound from the audio. Uh, come on, let's get to the neat. Let's get to what we want to know here. Since when it comes to Doritos, crunch cancellation actually works well enough with the user free to talk while eating. Things break down a bit when it comes to other snacks. PC Gamer Investigation found. So if you're eating Doritos or something with a regular crunch, you're fine. Eat something with a different sound. However, you're out of luck. <laughs> uh, Doritos said research shows 46% of UK adults dislike the sound over people eating 35 percent of uk found that the others crunching on snacks distracting uh come on let's see oh you can download the software for free for use on pc i feel like this article failed me <laughs> um i mean to kind of reverb and to what you're saying drill here's a quote this research by the way also found 80 percent 86 percent of quote unquote gamers which why is that in quotations <laughs> on an IGN article. Why the fuck? Why the fuck is IGN putting the word gamers in quotations? Uh, that just, you know what I mean? That just seems weird. This seems weird to already, IGN. Yeah, it's already like it's already in the category of gamers. So why are you putting it in the like, quotes exactly? IGN, this is this is why we. That's why it's hard to take you seriously. Just you're you're not Kotaku, okay? That's it's you're lesser to evils. But again, so here is the quote that I was laughing at. The research, by the way, also found that eighty six per. 86% of quote-unquote gamers claim they ate snacks while playing. Parentheses, you monsters. That parentheses part, I mean, like, who the fuck are you? Like, <laughs> who the Are those offended by that? <laughs> like, I'm, I'm part of the 86% that will stomp the fuck out, you know. <laughs> Of this other percentage of this other percentage of people that just don't fucking do it. So it's like, oh, you're part of the 14%. I'm team 86. Fuck off. Like, it, it, you know what I mean? It, it, it's like, tell me you've never played games drunk without telling me you never played games drunk. Yeah, just, just real talk. The guy who wrote it is from the UK. So I don't know. Maybe that's the oh, because I'm like, who that? I'm like, in modern days, who puts parentheses, you monsters? And I get a fucking like, gaming, gaming <laughs> article about eating food. I'm like, yeah. Like, who do I have to troll? <laughs> Put in a group chat and fuck him up. <laughs> like, this just, again, speak again, again, the fact that this just happens to be a British, like, writer on this this IGN article who thinks people, who thinks people that eat snacks while playing games is monsters and are, in quotations, quote, unquote, gamers. This is, for me, this is like another Team America win. Like, oh, you guys know free healthcare. Do your chips make a sound? Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Like ah, oh, talk. Come talk. Come talk to me after you after you've been in your. Come talk to me after you've been to the moon and found a way to silence your chips. <laughs> Damn, I was going in. <laughs> Sorry, oh. I don't know why. Just this, just again, my I was scrolling through this article like you draw, and I saw parentheses. You monsters! I'm like, wait, this. 
this was not i mean we clicked on the we clicked on the first article we found but Drew, i think we could agree this was not the tone of the article we're looking for no we're looking for the same tone of like guess the guess the guess the fuck what motherfuckers Dritos is back <laughs> i mean like i mean you know i mean i'm picking like a, i wanted like a macho man Randy savage type of writer to go at this chip article that's yeah. what i that's what i wanted i wanted a person that actually eats chips okay dude here's a tip for ign next time you write an article about eating snack about eating while playing games actually have a writer that actually eats while playing fucking games yeah exactly i'm not a monster and i'm part of the 86 percent. fuck you <laughs> <laughs> you hear that ign <laughs> yeah but you, you see what i'm saying it's like no i feel it's you. like I let's let's you. choose the guy that finds doritos disgusting and horrible and then write about this article that's that's what i feel about it. it's like yeah. uh do you eat shit do you eat while playing games <laughs> fucking credit you know <laughs> yeah because i think i think the writer was thinking like oh like like you'll get a chuckle if you read this but we're americans so we're like who the who the fuck <laughs> who the fuck are you coming at my doritos who the fuck yeah. do you think you are exactly if i if i, if I go are. to if i if i go to the place of meters and ask for chips and I get anything but Tapatio Doritos in my hands, I'm losing my shit. Okay. Oh my gosh. That's hilarious. <laughs> you want some chips with your sandwich? Yeah. I'll take Tapatio, maybe, maybe some maybe some spicy chili lime or regular nacho cheese. So regular or sweet potato. What the fuck are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh, so for the sake of time here, I, I, I'm skipping ahead when it comes to some of these uh, topics here. Uh, one In of my them, defensive rambling, you brought up a food topic. You brought this upon yourself. <laughs> I, you know, no, no. I think it's amazing that this topic was much longer than I thought it was. And it's completely on brand. Game is for life. I mean, shit. <laughs> Yo, do, you, do you eat while playing games? You're a, you, you monster. You monster. How dare <laughs> you? That's, I feel like that's going to be like one of our like group chat jokes for a while. Yeah, I mean, like church is gonna say some shit you monster you monster he's gonna be like what are you talking about i feel like i feel like this guy i feel like this i feel like the writer of this ign article is like best friends with the kotaku writer that didn't play cyberpunk side quest because how had to help the cops like oh my god you don't you know you don't do side quests because the place with cops that's where we're cool and also because you don't eat chips while playing games <laughs> Again, tell me you've never played games drunk without playing me. Don't tell me you never played games drunk. Oh my god! <laughs> so uh, transitioning, unfortunately, there is going to be much less live service games that you can eat some chips to. Uh, and unfortunately, call the unfortunately, uh, and what I'm referring to is Sony's uh, six of their twelve live service games have been delayed. Reading this article here from Gaming Bolt starts off saying, "We after we review this, we are trying as much as possible to ensure these games are enjoyed and liked by gamers for a long time, says Sony's COO and CFO Hiroi uh, Totoki, who is the replacement for Jim Ryan uh, once uh, he officially uh, steps down, uh, basically the first of the quarter, first quarter of next year. Hiroki! And it seems like he's already working because Jim Ryan probably said, fuck this shit. I'm just going to chill. Let me know if you need anything, but I'm kind of done. <laughs> Even though he just announced his retirement. Um, 
So continuing on, so Sony has made no secret of the fact that it intends to significantly expand its presence in the live service space, even having confirmed earlier this year that it plans to release 12 live service games before April 2026. Intriguingly, however, it seems the company is pivoting where those plans were concerned. Uh, Sony's uh, During Sony's recently quarterly earnings call, CEO and CFO Hiroki Totoki revealed after an internal review the company has delayed six of 12 formation live service games it was working on. The half are still scheduled to release between now and April 2026. The rest have been pushed back uh, to an unconfirmed window. Uh, let's see here. It says, uh, of the 12 titles, six titles will be released by FY fiscal year 2025. That's our current plan. As for the remaining six tiles, we are still working on that. So Toki added that the Sony's mid to long-term plan is still to publish 12 live service games, but the quality of those games is being given greater priority than ensuring that the launch in the previously planned release window. Uh, says, says continue, quote, that's the total number of live service and multiplayer titles mid to long-term. We want to push this kind of service that's unchanged policy of the company, he said. It's not like we stick uh, to certain titles, but game quality should be the most important thing. Uh, end of their quote. Uh, it says, while we don't know yet the full extent of Sony's live service plans, a few titles in that group have officially been announced, including Haven Studios Fair Games and Firewalk Studios Concord, which is due out sometime in 2024. Also, uh, Naughty Dog's standalone multiplayer Last of Us game, which uh, has seen its development scale back following an internal reevaluation, uh, recently reports indicated that the project has been put in quote on ice, though the game director, uh, Vinit uh, Agarwal, has confirmed that it is still in development. Meanwhile, Bungie's marathon was recently reported to have been delayed in 2025 and missed the studio running into significant roadblocks, i.e. layoffs. Uh, and quote. So it's funny because it's not entirely surprising because like we said, when you put so many fucking live service games so closely and release them all at the same time, like you said, you're competing with, you know, the, uh, them being on the server, you're competing with people's money and having you know having it's like it's like having 12 slot machines staring in front of you like not everyone's going to play it every single slot machine you know what i mean so it's yeah it's to me it's like duh, like why did you guys think this was a good fucking idea and to me the sad thing is that the hot the heavy titles titles that are the most uh recognized i would say marathon uh, the last of us multiplayer those in kind of like a, oh i don't know you know what i mean like even though that guy said oh it's still in development i feel like he's kind of talking out of his asshole i feel like it's just in trouble as a marathon um you know so that is incredibly concerning i mean obviously for the the, the last of us one to me and marathon are the biggest things because those are like those are actual Sony signature games, not just like live Sony service. Sony exclusives too. Sony exclusives. Thank you. That that's what I meant to say. They're Sony exclusives. Supposed to be on you know that particular tier of Sony, and uh, that's gonna that hurts, right? And usually Sony has been has had a good track record of exclusives, right? God of War, Ragnarok. 
you know, uh, Ghost of Tsushima, uh, Last of Us, obviously. Like, like, like exclusives is Sony's thing. Like, that's what Spider-Man that's Spider-Man Two. Spider-Man Two, exactly. That's what I was complaining about to uh, with Xbox. As far as like that, to me, that's the weakest portion of Xbox is where their exclusives are in fact suffering. Uh, which you know, the, the the signature of Xbox right now is Game Pass versus their actual IPs, which I guess is fine. But on the other side, it's like, wow, I wish there was something that could connect to the console. Um, but when you have something that, but when you have that, these new exclusives are going to be live service games. I definitely see an issue there, right? Um, it's fun, it's interesting seeing how many plans that Sony has said like yeah we're going to do this and then scaling it back. Like I remember when PC they said oh yeah half of uh, uh, the PlayStation's library is going to be on PC by 2025. They immediately recanted that statement, uh, and now you're getting all these fucking issues with PC games. Um, uh, the PlayStation VR two, you know, they announced like 30 or 40 games during their conference, and uh, guess who's buying it? Not a whole lot of fucking people. <laughs> what know? people don't people don't want an eleven hundred dollar fucking VR headset to have just right. recycled games from like a two like a what a two three year old last VR one. Right, you know what I mean. So it's like it's and then obviously the live service thing being pulled back. So I just feel like Sony really needs to. To me, it's a it's like what I said many podcast episodes ago. There is an identity crisis here. And clearly, uh, this the the CFO Hiroi Totoki, he's seeing that, right? He's seeing that, and he's making these decisions. It wasn't Jim Ryan that said, "Hey, we're going to push this back," right? Like, like Hiroi Totoki, he is he is in charge of making these long term decisions, and obviously Jim Ryan doesn't give a fuck, right? So that's why he's stepping back. So, um, yeah, that that is my concern. Again, even though Jim Ryan is not really, it seems like he's still the president. But he's not really running shit really at the moment. I'm still going to hold on buying a PlayStation 5. Uh, they have, obviously, the slim model, but it's not really that slim. <laughs> what? You, you, don't, you don't want a disc tray that requires to be online? Well, and that's the whole thing, too, right? If it does join that, it's going to join the Xbox family because Xbox is a part of that as well. So it's kind of shitty in that regard, um, you know, uh, of it being, you know, of, of it joining that. It's just kind of a, kind of, I mean, obviously, it's going to have... It's going to have an actual terabyte of an SSD versus like 840 or some shit. It's actually going to have, you know, the full SD, but still like to your, to your point, you know, uh, it's going to be connected online, you know, but back to the original, uh, topic, as far as for the 12 live service games. I mean, what are your thoughts? I'm mixed because I'm glad they're delaying it because again, dude, drill, you're telling me Sony's coming out with like 12 live service games. It's like you're saying, dude, it's like people can't play all 12 games. So it's like, again, it's like they're, it's like they're over. It's like they're saturating their own market because knowing Sony, Sony's very exclusive heavy. I don't don't mean just like first party titles. No, I just mean like Sony is very public. You know, they're very, you know, they're very not, they don't, they're not, they're not friends when it comes to cross platforms. So they're very exclusive heavy with their just IPs and or launches. So these are potentially, let's say if I had to guess a drill, like let's say nine, 12 service games, sorry, let's say 12 live service games, nine maybe eight of them were probably gonna be like exclusive or launch exclusive something like that so if that's the case that was gonna be again a lot of like self-competition it's like horizon forbidden west horizon was a fun game but it's but a lot of its player count dropped off because it came out a week before elden ring so so now you have you know 12 sony live service games 
Delanus is a good call. I'm very curious to see what Hiroki does next. Again, because Jim Ryan, like you said, he's there, but he's not really behind the wheel. It seems like Hiroki's doing his thing. Um and if Hiroki's to if Hiroki's, you know, putting the brake pedal um or you know, slowing down the, the this focus of live service, I'm here for it. I'm happy for it. Um and it's funny because again, I feel like the things they're delaying are some of the only things that Sony people really did want to play. ASAP, which is that last of us, that last of us online thing. And then marathon. So yeah, I mean, so it's fun. Like you said, it's funny that the two main things that are being delayed are like their exclusives on this. The other thing I was really happy reading this drill is, um, the, the writer, uh, uh, Subunk, uh, Subunkar, uh, Per, uh, Perjat, uh, didn't put gamers in quotations. So good job nice <laughs> i just couldn't help but say that's like the first thing i noticed is like oh look they mentioned the word gamers not in quotation right <laughs> but um yeah. but yeah again sony potentially dialing back or at least we can tell delaying this massive focus on live service i think it's a good thing um clearly there's you know clearly the cfo currently you know hiroki does too i'm curious to see because remember here on you know Clearly, here on out, it's no longer Jim Ryan's ship. It's Hiroki's. So, you know, Jim, you know, not Jim Ryan. Sorry, you know, Phil. So Phil Spencer out the gate for Xbox was like, fuck with this TV bullshit. Just make it a fucking gaming console. So Hiroki out the gate is like, hey, guys, 12 live service games, calm the fuck down. <laughs> Which, again, I'm happy with. So, you know, as much as, you know, we poke at like Sony and stuff, you know, they make, again, remind you, they, they make decisions that, it's like one step, one step forward, two steps back. Multiple times they've made announcements that have made me want to stop what I'm doing to buy a PS4, be a buy a PS5, and then they shoot their, they shoot themselves in the foot by saying, "Oh, actually, this is only DLC." Oh, uh, um, oh, the, um, what was it? Nitro Republic will be a time exclusive. Oh, actually, surprise, Nitro Republic, the remaster is not happening at all. So, um, I'm curious to see if I'm curious to see if either one of us, Trell, actually end up, end up buying a PS5 under Hiroki's rule. We'll see what happens, man. And I, I do agree with you. I do agree that from a business perspective, this is very smart, you know, on on uh, when it comes to Hiroki, uh, you know, publicly saying, hey, this, you know, we have to make sure we focus on the game, quality of the games uh, in order for the sustainment of these live service games to, you know, be in effect. Very smart. Very smart. I like it. You know what I mean? So I think that is good. You know, my, my main qualms was with... Uh, just the fact that this whole fucking live service game is going to be out, you know. Um, but yeah, as far as for PlayStation Five, you know, there's still luxury with uh, or a perceived luxury with that console. It's still being sold at a rapid pace. Um, there's going to be some Black Friday deals where Spider-Man Two is for free with the console. Um, you know, there's gonna awesome. be yeah, there's gonna be some Modern Warfare three bundles with the console. You know, this is this is really the year they're starting to implement now the bundles again. It seems like, which is very cool. Uh, I'm still on the fence of a console. I'm not. On a, I I don't know yet. I need more. I need more when it comes to their IPs, uh, and and obviously their online pricing models way too goddamn expensive. I would have to get a, a lower tier. Fuck, I forgot about that. That would. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean dude, that goddamn yeah. is getting expensive quick dude yeah that's it's way too fucking expensive i can't do it so 
Um, especially with that in Game Pass. It's like, yeah, Game Pass is going to win every time. Like, don't try. Yeah. Um, uh, I was going to add one more thing to Hiro- one thing that Hiroki said too on this drill that I think that you'll like to hear is there was one part where he said, the quality, the quality of the games is being given pri- given greater priority than ensuring they launch in the previously planned window. That's just him saying, oh, we're going to make sure these games are actually good and work rather than just fucking releasing them. That's that's exactly what it's being said yeah. by corporate speak. We're prioritizing the quality versus the release window. That is, again, I think another win or a good t- positive takeaway for me about what Hiroki's you know, focuses are, you're going to tell me, Hey, we want, we're focusing the quality of the game rather than just fucking releasing it already doing a good job. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, did he talk to Phil Spencer before he made that decision? You know what I mean? Like, like yeah, hey, absolutely Phil, makes sense. What advice can you give me? Well, Hiroki, uh, have you ever a game called Redfall? Yeah. Make sure it fucking <laughs> works before you release it. Okay. <sighs> yeah. It's like, I already made that mistake. I don't want it to be you as well, bro. <laughs> yeah. Welcome yeah. to the game. <laughs> yeah. welcome to the sorry welcome to the show yeah and, and you know what you know what's funny like i i think i i high key i do think that phil spencer probably gave him some type of like hey like congrats for assuming the position or just like hey welcome like I, like he's such a nice fucking guy uh yeah. phil spencer I, I wouldn't be surprised if he did kind of reach out like hey like you can like let's if you need to talk let me know like you know what i mean like i i feel like he's that type of dude phil um, spencer's phil spencer's emails got subpoenaed and turns out he wanted to buy nintendo <laughs> jim ryan's emails got suspended got subpoenaed and turns out jim ryan was like oh we don't give a shit about this call of duty buyout Fuck right me. which is right. him a lot which is him lying through his fucking teeth the whole right. time so exactly hashtag will be more than okay or in quotes of what he said it will be more than okay yeah yeah Lied, that's yeah. again that that's your right you're right you know Phil's, that's what we're saying oh phil spencer seems like a okay guy oh because you guys dick right phil spencer no because the man's emails were fucking subpoenaed and, all that. <laughs> <laughs> and what came out what came out he was just in the buy hungry mode yeah and then, like i said jim ryan's subpoenas were fucking subpoenaed <laughs> and turns out he was lying to everybody and he jim wasn't ryan even was in the courtroom out. bro he wasn't even there dude like i said jim ryan was like oh they're gonna make it all this they're gonna do this they're gonna do this and he's emails were like ah, i don't give a shit they're not that we're gonna be fine fuck that so yeah. that again that's why i think you're right that he's gonna do a thing i wonder if hiroki might do what jim ryan won't or hasn't which is like one be a better public like face the company then that's like a big to do but also make it like more fan driven or let's say this event driven like so again sony owns evo now but i feel like nothing's really happened with that too much um and then again also with the you know con- you know and no longer quote unquote e3 season it's now just conference season is he gonna is he gonna have if he is he gonna have things in person or um will we see him present at like jeff keely's of uh, jeff keely's events like summer game fest um will he will he be a face at like the video game awards moving forward you know what i mean that's the thing i want to see because again i feel like that's what we saw from your old homeboy that that used to do the playstation stuff because he was because he was very a friend like he was a he was a very like public like face for like first sony like Shuhei. in person yeah Yoshida. yeah yeah so i'm curious to see again uh, how different he is going to be compared to jim ryan no i think that's a great point arthur um one of the last things on this before we transition is uh for me i mean like PlayStation experience, you know what I mean? Like, remember when that happened? I think it was like, yeah. I want to say it was maybe either 2016 or 2017, but uh, that was cool. 
that was a cool time. You know what I mean? Going to PlayStation Experience, and we never had another one. Like they stopped. Like they 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 stopped that shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it would be nice to have that again. I do think events in person are warranted. I think it is something that or that does have value. I should say, I, especially from a PlayStation perspective. I think I think there is some. Uh, I think that needs to be looked into. Obviously, E3, you know, the, that company, I feel like there's just a bunch of fucking idiots that work at E3. Like, I, remember, I don't know why everybody leaving, you know, like. Not your mind. Was it Jeff Keighley spoke up about that you know, for years in advance? Yeah. He was like, saying, you're, your prices are crazy. And even before, like, even after like COVID, where COVID finally died, asterisk, <laughs> the return. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> um, uh, after like COVID quieted down and events were happening again, there was just remember, remember, Drill, there was just upfront publishers and developers saying, Hey guys, we just can't afford it. And you know, the kind of jab where I I like to take jabs where I can take jabs, like, Oh, shocker, an event in Los Angeles is too expensive. No fuck away. Right. Uh, yeah. no, <laughs> but I, I'd, but yeah. again, there was just that was a, like you said, like the people that ran E3, like it that was an error on there, and like it was just too expensive to have people even fucking come out and represent themselves, which was sad. And I never got to go to E3. God damn it. I'm sorry, buddy. <laughs> hey, maybe maybe you can go to a PlayStation Experience or a Summer Game Fest or something. Maybe. <laughs> uh, and another thing too, you're talking about like how events are like a big thing for um sony you know you know going back to like not even like the quote-unquote heyday of e3 but even just like a few years ago i know the game's launch was riddled riddled with you know um issues and bugs and shit but you know you know we all remember it like you're breathtaking fucking keanu reeves coming out on stage for that e3 well that was fucking sick dude so i if sony can do something like if sony can do something like that um Again, just that that'll be I would love to see Sony do some crazy fucking on stage E3 conference, drop the mic, holy shit, that was awesome fucking moment again. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I feel like I'm gonna do a burrito bet prediction here, Arthur. I well, think I like these. <laughs> I think it's twenty twenty three right now. I think within two years are you going to see a paradigm shift of the value of the of the console being more worth the purchase so for example there's going to be there's going to be at least one or two games that will influence one of us to buy a console i feel like they're in the they're, they're slowly but surely i'm seeing it even with hiroki like making kind of like one of his first decisions very smart and very impressed um I can see a couple of moves of introducing some really strong IPs again that can really that will, will be so uh, valuable and strong that it will influence well, us buy it, to buy the console. Um, and I've been very, you know, you know me, I've been very like, no, fuck that, you know what I mean. But now that Jim Ryan is kind of, you know, crawling back in his little hole. Um, and uh you know and then decisions are being made it seems like a little you know in a smarter fashion um yeah i think uh, i think something like that's gonna happen you know what i mean i i, I hope right because i'm still a playstation fan of art i just don't like the, how, how it's been ran you if know? they make if they make a new jack and daxter that's like cooperative yo 
I'll see you at Best Buy, my guy. I'll, I'll <laughs> buy the console. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Software always moves hardware. That is the number one like thing in the uh it's it's kind of like the oldest like saying in the video game industry software moves fucking hardware and it's still true and sony has some of the strongest like software like ips you know what i mean and they just have to take advantage of it you know and really stand on their nuts when it comes to it like especially if you have live service like even if even if three of the 12 games, and, and, and I could be completely wrong, but just just, just le- level with me, right? Or, or, or uh, you know, humor me. Even if three of the 12 are incredibly successful, like beyond successful, and one of those three are Marathon, I don't think Last of Us will be that big, to be completely honest with you, but Marathon and two other games, that's still a win. I almost think that alone is warranted to do some first party or cooperative inclusion amazing games for for sony that are exclusive not timed exclusive fucking playstation branded playstation dna that's my thing i need playstation dna to come back because right now i don't know who the fuck this console is (laughs) this white motherfucker (laughs) it's too big you know what i mean like i need playstation dna to come back into the console from an event perspective like you said would be dope from an ip perspective i need playstation dna in order for me to buy the console again and i think hiroki might be the guy i know he's i know he is an interim right so he might not be the guy forever. He might just be kind of cleaning up Jim Ryan's piss that he pissed all over the floor in the middle of the night, because um, <laughs> you know because he's just going through it. So um, yeah, so that is that's kind of my lasting thoughts there in regards to it. Um, the last thing, oh, any lasting thoughts on your end before I transition to the last topic? Um. No, I think it's a fair. You're saying that's a fair breed of bet that one of us will get it in the next yeah. years. I think it's a fair bet. And like I said, you know, drill. You know, like you know, like I said, with live service. You know, I feel like there's tiers of live service. There's just bullshit microtransaction, freemium live service, and then there's just online cooperative games. So you know, like, you know, like Left for Dead is by definition technically a live service game. It doesn't feel like a live service game. It feels like a cooperative game, but it's by definition live service so i think that you're right so that's why i'm saying if if sony can make a first party exclusive live service quote unquote you know cooperative not like freemium bullshit but true to life cooperative fucking exclusive game then i'm like yo let's go we're going in stop what you're doing text me when to get the best buy whoever finishes the update first text the other one (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, because that's how launches were back in day. It's like you would deliver your launch, I'll go to mine, then we'll fuck. I'll fucking text you, get back online. Yeah. Um, like I'm saying, drill. If I'm thinking, like you know, like moments, like gamer moments, like not like oh, duh, duh, duh. no, I mean like just as like as just homies, like like you and I, man, playing Gears of War five when the wall came alive. <laughs> like, <laughs> if something like that, yeah. like if we can get a game, like you know, a, a cooperative truly fun cooperative experience like gears of war five yeah um like previous halos have been to sony then that'll be great because again sony is is staying sony has been doing what killing it where they normally kill it single player narrative first party titles spider-man uh god uh, spider-man god god of war 
Um, again, right up there with their just that's just what they do. Single player narratives. But again, Xbox's normal normal lane has been cooperative first parties but their cooperative first parties have all fucking sucked redfall was technically in that category that sucked halo infinite is their mascot and they fucking shot him in the face so if sony can just fucking sneak in and do a first party cooperative game that would be great timing for them to do it absolutely right arthur i agree with you uh and last time i hear the show and if you don't know, now you know. As far as according to IGN, Rockstar Games has announced that it will finally debut its highly anticipated Grand Theft Auto 6 reveal trailer December of this year. Was that the radio uh, edit of that song? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, continuing on. Revealing. <laughs> revealing like, oh, he's going for it? He's going for it? Oh, he dialed back. He, he dialed no, back. He dialed back. <laughs> no, I will never say that on this podcast. Uh, <laughs> revealed in a post on the on the Rockstar Newswire, the developer confirmed rumors from earlier in November that it would share the first official look at the game next month. Rockstar didn't share a full reveal. For the game, as was expected, but did say that it was very excited, and quote, to finally debut GTA 6. We are very excited to let you know that in early December, we released the first trailer for Grand Theft Auto. It said, we look forward to many more years of sharing these experiences all with you. And quote, I'm not going to read anything else uh, after this article because none of it really fucking matters. Because uh, it's like talking about like the collector, the, the old school, like, you know, definitive HD editions. We don't give a shit about that shit. Um, so, <laughs> with that being said, um, I'm kind of excited. You know what's funny, too? It said that Grand Theft Auto 6 is um, protected from future strikes. Did you read that? Not in this article. It was a separate, it was oh, a separate like, news like, thing. Like, 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 um, like the SAG strike? Like the yeah. Strike? They said it was, it was proof of that. So I'm like, y'all must have gave some people some money to, to, to sort of resign or something where they can't strike or they're getting some money so they're cool everyone's happy that but, or they got some ai fucking voice actors oh <laughs> that's a thing too that is a thing you're right you're right um i'm excited about this i know we've been waiting for this for a very long time we've been saying hey where's gta 6 and it's not like we wanted to rush out. We were just clear, clear. We were just honestly asking, where is the game? <laughs> and as we know, Arthur, you know, this is a game. This isn't just one game that they're going to make for, uh, you know, like every three or four years, like a Call of Duty or something like that. Grand Theft Auto makes so much fucking money now. It is a game that they have to really invest in to make because they can make one every 10 years now because Grand Theft Auto Five has made in the bit i mean i i would say billions if i'm, if I'm not mistaken i mean the game oh, that made it made our records remember it made a billion dollars in 26 hours at launch yeah so yeah so the game's made billions of dollars and especially with grand theft auto online to be very specific uh to continue that monetary value um and to have the servers up and to have different you know different things within the gta online um and they've made so much money off of that fucking game for years, years, and years. Uh, they were cool financially. I mean, like Grand Theft Auto literally keep, puts the, keeps the lights on for take two, like very literally. Um, so I am glad that they're able to really fully develop Grand Theft Auto 6. And it's very exciting that, you know, as far as her to see what's going on. 
Um, here are my concerns. Uh, I remember we did have a podcast episode together, Arthur, where one of our main things was, are they going to have a politically correct Grand Theft Auto? Because if they do, it's not going to do nearly as well. Um, well, remember for the first time, not only can you kill hookers, you can kill hookers as a woman. Right. (laughs) Right. So that's exactly. So, I mean, and again, I'm not mad at the choice of playing a female in a Grand Theft Auto. I think that's dope. That's completely like no issues with that in in my brain, whatever. Um, The more the merrier, right? But uh, if they are going to dumb down the the crassness of GTA 6, um, I think that's going to be an issue. You know what I mean? I, I just I don't think they can afford it. I don't think they can they can literally afford to make that type of risk. And this trailer is very important. Remember, remember when? Uh, even though this can't be compared to it, but I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say it because it's funny. Remember that Saints Row trailer? And everyone was like, that looks like what shit. What the fuck? <laughs> I remember the top comment on that video was so accurate. It was like, why does it look like someone made Saints Row in Fortnite is the actual game. Right. Because that's what it looked like. It looked like somebody loaded Fortnite and made a fucking clip. And then that's a trailer of the game. And so, Jill, you were saying you're worried and we we called it too. We called this a mile away. Oh yeah. We, we were worried that Saint Row was gonna fail because of how politically cracked and fucking pandering it was gonna be. And it was, and it failed. Yeah. As I'm sorry, I know there is like jobs in the vault, but just to be constructively honest, we all know why it failed. Saint Row was boring, it was cringe, the writing was horrible. The, the gameplay had bugs, you can say that. But again, like you're saying, it was tough to play Atomic Heart because you knew the boss, you knew who this big reveal was. It was tough to play Saint Trill because yeah. no one liked their character. It was, you know, it was like tough to play la- the part of Last of Us 2 because no one plays Abby. But picture that, but as the whole fucking game and right. was Saint Row. Um, right. The AI was bad. And even, but again, we're back to it. Again, that, that politically correct cringe you know, pandering, just bad writing, you know what I mean? And here's the thing, even if, even if you break it down to its core, like not saying core value, but core criticism of like, I don't want to say woke, but politically correct at its core baseline, if it's not fun, people are not going to buy it and people are not going to play it. You can have, you can have your cake and eat it too. You can have, you can have progressive, you can have representation, you can have ideals and still make it fun. Saints Row was not fun. And holy crap, if GTA does anything that Saints Row did, it is going to be potentially one of the biggest flops in gaming history because GTA 5 was one of the most uh, one of the most successful games in gaming history. Again, I was people people say like, "Oh, you know, games are for kids." I always say it takes a it takes great movies over a month to make a billion dollars. GTA six GTA five did it in twenty six hours. So there's massive money, there's massive investments coming into this and from it. So to have it p- possibly do progressive shit and fail like Six Row did, that would might possibly be one of the biggest, like I said, possibly one of the biggest flops in gaming history if that's what they do. No, I agree. I I agree. Like uh, I, I agree with what you're saying because. Yeah, 
Take two, uh, they, their lives are on because of Grand Theft Auto. Like, let's just be fucking real. You know what I mean? So they can't afford to fuck this up. And I really hope that they paid attention during the whole Saints Row thing. Because it was really, it was really sad, especially when the publishers and the, or the developers rather were like, please, this is a good game. Like, like just wait till it comes out. You know, like they're like literally trying to defend the game like even before it comes out and everyone's like this looks like shit like this doesn't look fun and sure enough they came out and it wasn't fun and 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 all the editorials said this sucks and and then it was fucking discounted to thirty dollars in like a matter of weeks you know what i mean and, and it's it's sad people got laid off but it's just it's a bad product like it was not this 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 the whatever their idea was you know what i mean like it just did not work and i just think they need to return to form when it comes to grand theft auto they need to stay the course you know what i mean like you said two things can be true or two things can be included in the universe you can have a diverse different options game but still make sure it's grand theft auto you know what i mean it's like having a woke south mark it doesn't work it's not south mark you know what i mean like it's part of the craziness is there's all this crazy shit this fucking universe you know what i mean and grand theft auto is one of those things and it's and Grand Theft Auto Five the story was very good it did a really good job identifying just the superficialness of america right how stupid and ignorant people are you know what i mean a lot of crazy shit is said in that game but it was all like to me it was just a very good product you know what i mean like, it was a solid product it, it, everything had a meaning in a sense very smart it wasn't just ridiculous awful things so with gta 6 i'm really curious to see also too when it comes to just how the game where are you in the game you know what i mean am i gonna have the same radio station experience you know what i mean like those are really important things i i would love for laszlo to come back he's probably not gonna come back i miss you laszlo but who's gonna be the radio people you know what i mean uh are we gonna have hopefully we don't have any cringing you know mini side missions right hopefully these missions are really diverse and whatnot please tell me that grand theft auto 6 is not going to be on older consoles please fucking tell me that I have to have this game be on PS5 and the Series X. I'm worried about it not running on Series S, by the way. But but um, these are the questions that I have. If they have the if they're working on this for older consoles, I'm already fucking worried. Already, you know what I mean? Like I know Grand Theft Auto Five, they port rolled it over for like two or three generations. I get it, three generations. Thank you, but. I don't think they can do that when it comes to like, okay, we're going to make this on PS4. Like, no, 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 <laughs> no, that shit's over. My guy, that shit's over. We're focusing on these generations, you know? So that is my take. Uh, what are your, what are your lasting thoughts, man? Saints row went from dildo bats to be, to being check your privilege. And <laughs> so, so what have you learned? dildo bats fun checking privileges not fun <laughs> this is that that was actual dialogue in the game by the way like on like yeah. unironically the the protagonist was told to check your privilege now ironically is when drell says some dumb shit i'm like check your privilege and we all know it's fucking stupid and we laugh uh but no not <laughs> true. so yeah. again um stick to form Stay in your lane. Your lane has been one of the most successful games in history. 
So if it ain't broke and it makes you a couple billion dollars, don't fix it. <laughs> right? No, yeah, facts. <laughs> <laughs> facts. No, that's absolutely facts. And we get in there. That was fire. Um, yeah, man, that that's that that's all I have here for the Give Us Life podcast. Uh, again, each and every uh, you know Friday, Saturday, Saturday, Sunday, we might have some uh, all a few episodes where we might have a bye week or so. It is around the holidays. You know, we're heading towards uh, mid-November next week, so please be patient with us And around that. Uh, we're both having these holly, hol, uh, holiday festivity type stuff that's going to be happening here. So, again, please be patient with us around that. Um, and uh, once again, I'm one of your hosts, Jarrell. With me is my co-host, Arthur Thomas. Thanks for doing this today, man. That's me. Bye. All right, guys. Thank you so much. We will see you when we'll see you.